0: Yud Tevet Tafshin Coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York I'm Mayor Weingarten Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nahum Siegel Network
1: 24 hours that were not sure of the roof, we met with two knives, we started the roof, the spirit and הקצב name, the spirit and the spirit, the Let's bring the arbors to the cello, she'll tell I'm not you
0: Jeremy Kleinstein gets us uh, started here on this uh, week's edition of The Israel Show. Thank you so much for joining us, making us a part of your week. We are here live immediately after JMDM every Monday. That uh, translates to 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Israel Time, and around the world, wherever you are, whatever time it is, that's the time that we're on. And you can listen to us whenever you like, on demand. It's at your fingertips. You can listen to... Our show and any show on the Nachum Siegel Network, whenever you like. Audio on demand. You can do that by going to nachumsegal.com, clicking on archives, and finding the show that you like and listening. Five years worth of the Israel show. Boy, that would get a little too much, right? But you can listen to the last show or the last two shows or whatever you like, and you can do so also in the great, amazing, wonderful, or as Nachum says, beloved Nachum Siegel Network app, which is available for free um, on the um, Apple iTunes App Store and on Google Play. Did I say that Uh, my name is Mayor Weingarten? I think I did. Welcome, one and all. Thank you so much. Uh, We have some great stories. Breaking news out of Israel, it wasn't just found, but just just, uh, publicized and just released the uh, amazing discovery of a little stamp, a, a signet insignia stamp called a Bula. We've seen so many of them come out of the ground and testify to the Jewish connection to Yerushalayim going back, um, you know, like uh, 2,600 years, 2,700 years. It's amazing. And we'll tell you a little bit about that. That just uh, broke uh, this morning. We will um, follow up on last week's conversation. We had a somewhat detailed conversation about the idea that rain in the land of Israel holds and in uh, theology and the Torah and, and so forth and, and what the lack of rain symbolizes and the fact that this year is a, um, there's been a drought so far. So we will follow up on that after the big... Um, prayer meeting that took place at the end of last week. Uh will cover <clears throat> the um Likud's Central Committee voting unanimously that um Israeli law should apply to you in Yehudan and Shamron and the Knesset also passed something this week that is not exactly like that. A little less um a, a, a little less, um, let's say, all-encompassing, but it still is a step in an interesting direction, so we'll let you know about that. Hopefully, we'll have time to cover all that. We have great Israeli music, as always, so keep it here at the Nachum Siegel Network for a wonderful hour of The Israel Show, if I must say myself. Shlomo Arzi and his son, Ben Artsy doing a cover of uh, Shlomo Arzi's great song, Sheer Preda. My name is Meir Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
1: This is Sheer Preda So Shalom. us just say peace I say thanks And you know that peace The the day is
2: and you're
1: married to the other, I'll go to the other, I'll go to the the mal khidat badoq not niat
0: and ben Arzi. Shir pre-da. Here on the Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingart, and you're tuned to the Nahum Siegel Network. Thank you so much for joining us. So, this is the news out of Israel today a unique stamped piece of clay from the First Temple period, inscribed in ancient Hebrew script was unearthed in the Israel Antiquities Authority excavations in the Western Wall Plaza in Jerusalem. Now, just to give you a sense of where this is, when you're facing the Western Wall, meaning you're facing east, behind you is a large plaza, and behind that there are currently digs, archaeological excavations taking place. And archaeological excavations works on the system of layering, meaning every generation, every century, as time goes by, more and more dirt and remains from the period that was living become a layer of archaeology. It gives archaeologists an idea if there are so many and so many layers how many years back they're going down and you can see in different layers i different um items from the period and that sort of like defines the layers it could be it could be stones used for the house it could be um pieces of uh, pottery it could be coins it could be all kinds of things which help you figure out what approximate time period each layer is now there's no actual layers it's it's just something that has accumulated over 1,700 years. And the obviously the lower you get, the uh, further back in time you go. So this tiny little insignia, if you will, it's a, a, a tiny little piece of clay which has been uh, engraved with uh, a picture and uh, words. The picture is on top, and there's two lines, and underneath it there there is there are two words. And uh, according to their their um, layering, this is from 2,700 years ago, meaning this is from the time of the first Beit HaMikdash, the first temple. That is beyond understanding. It's not the first thing that we find from that period. We have found many insig- signet rings which were used... To emboss uh, a clay seal, for example, so a person would wear it, uh, uh, maybe an official scribe or, or a minister would wear that ring, and then when he had to um, put a piece of clay or wax, or usually clay, to close the document and seal it, they'd put a little piece of hot clay on it, then they would put the signet ring, and so you would see the name of the person or, or something like that. Many, many of those have been found, but none this close to the Beit HaMikdash, to the place where the uh, Beit HaMikdash was. It's about 100 meters west of the Har HaBayit, of the Temple Mount. And they're surmising that this area, very close to Har HaBayit, was occupied by people who are um, the governors, the the ministers, the officials, the high-ranking officials of Yerushalayim during the uh, first... uh, First period of the first Beit HaMikdash. We don't know if it's um, early, I mean there's about 400 some years during the the period of first Beit HaMikdash, starting with Shlombo, going all the way till the destruction. Um, I'm reading from a combination of stories, um, Times of Israel and Arut Sheva News. The um, extraordinary find, they write, is a tiny piece of clay. It measures, listen, 13 by 15 millimeters. That that is tiny. I should convert that into into, um, fractions of an inch. I'll do that later. We'll get back to you on that. It is 2 to 3 millimeters thick. The upper part of the seal depicts two figures, like two people, facing each other. Interesting. The lower part has an inscription, as we said, in ancient Hebrew script. Two words. The two words are Lisar Ha'ir. Now, almost all the these little um, clay bulas or, or um, stamps have a person's name on it, and it begins with the letter Lamed, le, meaning belonging to. ze Shel, so-and-so. It's as if to say... Shell is uh she you have that in Shir Hashirim. shell so le so and so le sar hair means belonging to the governor the the sar the person in charge of the city that's an interesting little expression to words sar hair and right away, the people who were working on this discovery go to, um, to the source, to the Tanakh, and say, have we seen this expression used there? And lo and behold, in Melachim Bet, Chaf Gimel, Pasuk Chet, it talks about Sar Ha'ir, so the whole pasuk is: "Vayavet kol ha'koanim me'are Yehudah va'itameh b'amot asher k'tru shama ha'koanim migeva ad be'er Shavah et b'amot hasher arim hasher petach shar Yoshua sar ha'ir Asher al small ish Beshaar ha'ir." Talking about certain activities that were done against the the bamot, the illegal. Um, places of, of worship, of, of sacrifice. And again it appears in Divrei Amim mm-hmm. Bet Lamidalid Chet Vishnach Mone Esrei Limolcho Litaher Haaretz Vehabait Shalachet Shafan Ben Atzal Yahu Ve'et Maase Yahu Sar Ha'ir. Someone by the name of Maase Yahu, who was the governor of the city, the mayor, if you will Ve'et Yoach Ben Yochaz, Yoachaz Hamazkir the secretary if you will beit to um, to reinforce the bet hamikdash and strengthen the uh, the building okay do i need to say that 1700 years ago we have this uh, this piece of evidence coming out of the ground written in ancient hebrew showing connecting to the to the bible do we need to say that the more the goyim the UN, the, uh, our enemies, and so many others, the more they come up and say Jerusalem has nothing to do with Israel, Jerusalem has nothing to do with the Jews, the more and more we find and discover these things. Now, I don't know, they say that these two figures at the top part of this, of the seal, look like two people facing each other, they're like one hand is up, like in a greeting, I have no idea if what I'm about to say has any truth to it or not. I'm just going to throw it out. Um, in Tehillim, Yerushalayim is, says, Yerushalayim Habinuyaki benuya yachdav. And some explain that as it's a city that brings people together. And I wonder if, with that in mind, possibly a seal of the city or of the mayor, something that depicts the city, a logo or something like that, would have two people facing each other, or greeting each other as a city of, what would you call it, the city of brotherly love, <laughs> from Haver, I, I have no idea, honestly, I don't know, but I just thought of it and I'm sharing it with you, so we can celebrate yet another Connection that we have to this great city of ours, Yerushalayim, fifty years after its return to the hands of its children. Let's see if I can uh, get that up fast enough and uh, and play that song for you because it is so beautiful. Here we go. Kolachai. A prophecy about the city of Yerushalayim. Look around and see how your children have returned and how they are for you an adornment around your neck. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nahum Segal Network. La, 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 la.
2: La 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 la
3: Sei savi che ne ho i sei sa
0: A love song to the city of Jerusalem, Based on the prophecy of whom? Of Yishayahu, I believe. I believe. I'll check it out later, but for now we'll leave it at that. If I misquoted you, Isaiah, please uh, forgive me. Although they're great words. I mean, it's not like I'm putting bad words in his mouth. <laughs> My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to this Rosh Hashanah, the Siegel Network. Um, last week, two things, two follow-ups from last week that we want to share with you. The first, the first, is regarding. Um, Former President Obama protecting Hezbollah drug ring. This was a huge, major, major report, which was released by the uh, Politico news site. Not a right wing news site. It was rather damning with names, with documents. I believe we posted the link on our Facebook page so that if you wanted to just get an idea of how extensive and detailed this report was, you could do that. Facebook.com slash The Israel Show. And yet, quiet. It's like a week went by and nothing. The mainstream media doesn't talk about it. A little bit. Fox News talks about it a little bit. But that's it, CBS, NBC, ABC, nothing, silence, total, total silence, and still so. We'll keep, uh, we'll keep on top of it and let you know if there's any news about that. Because, quite frankly, how could you not focus on? You're focusing on this Russian collusion business. Nothing about this, nothing. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. If we, if we do not. Put some pressure on the media. We will end up suffering dramatic. We're already suffering, and we'll continue to suffer, and it'll get worse. So we'll we'll keep on top of it and follow up for you. The other update is this: we spoke last week about the fact that there is not enough rain in Israel. That this year has been a uh, been a dry a drought. We spoke about the fact that. Unlike Egypt, the Torah tells us, unlike Egypt where you have the Nile River flowing and any any irrigation that you might need, all you got to do is kick a, a little channel from the Nile River and you'll have water flowing into your field. Unlike that, Israel does not have that kind of abundant water, just the opposite. Israel does not have a lot of water. We, we know, we've read about in the Tanakh about how you have famines where there's not enough rain and therefore not enough crops and Where do they go? Where do our Avot go when there is a famine? They go to Egypt, because in Egypt there's no famine, there's always a feast. But in Israel you need to pray for rain. God needs to give you rain. You are dependent on the one above, And, and so our relationship with God is important for our survival in the land of Israel. I believe that's sort of like the very basic understanding of the second part of Kriyat Shema, which starts with Vahayim Shema, if you listen to me, then I'll bring rain and so forth. And if you follow the commandments, then you will live long on the land that God has given you. That, I believe, is the most basic shot. I'm sure I'm not alone in that. And so when there is no rain the the Jewish thing to do is to say to God please please we will be better people we will follow your commandments please bring us rain and so the minister of agriculture who is an orthodox Jew from the Beit Hayehudi party his name is Uri Ariel very well spoken really resolute person, decided that in addition to whatever other efforts are being made to help the agriculture in Israel, the government should call on people to come to the Kotel and pray. And and many listened, although I got to tell you, very small numbers, a thousand people came out or so. I don't know where all the masses that come out for all these protests about every little item Every question of religious um, observance in Israel, oftentimes you have thousands and thousands of people coming out to protest, and here we're supplicating, we're trying to get together, Barov Am Melech, together as close as um, we can as a group to the Makom Hamigdash, and um, uh, complacency, apathy, but on the other side you have the secular Jews the media and others who are making fun of Uri Ariel oh yeah sure that's that's your job as a minister is to get us to come to pray why don't you do some real things they were yelling at him all articles in all the newspapers all the cynics, all the satirists well that took place on Thursday and you had the weekend you don't really want rain over the weekend do you? But starting last night, and today, in Israel, it is pouring, torrential rains, downpours, flooding in Ashdod and in Haifa. Hopefully these are Gishmei biracha. Hopefully these are answers to our prayers, we don't know for sure. But we like to point out the timing, that's all. We don't understand... God's workings and whether this is a direct or indirect or whatever we know what we have to do we have to do our part and then God does his and hopefully these Gishmei Bracha will uh, come in the correct places in the right dosage which is also very important and uh, bring great blessing on to the land of Israel Geshem Shali is a song by ethnics who are joined for this one by Ohad released in 2013 appropriate for today. Geshem shali. my name is Mayor Weingart and you are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Segal Network. <laughs>
2: I'm <laughs>
0: Geshem Sheli, the famous Israeli rock band, Ethnics, joined with Ohad, joined by Ohad. In that song about the rain, as we celebrate the rain in Israel, one of our listeners, Zbis forty seven, um, sent us a uh, comment on uh, the comment on the app, saying that it's raining today. Yes, it is, and we are very excited about that. We're thankful, and we thank God for all the. Great blessings that he gives us, and hopefully the rain continues in the right way. So, last night the uh, Central Committee of the Likud voted for something. <laughs> I'm still unclear on exactly what the vote was. I've seen media reports that say they voted that Israel should apply sovereignty to Yehudan Shamron. Or to area the areas of the Hityashwiod of the Jewish settlements of the Jewish cities and towns. The places where Jews live should be under Israeli sovereignty even in Yehudan Shamron. Or that Israeli law should apply to the Israelis in Yehudah and Shamron and should be applied to the cities and towns. These are all variants on the theme, but there are important differences. Either way, the question, of course, is whether the Likud Central Committee can force the Prime Minister's hand to doing anything, and I have a feeling that they, although officially the the um, ministers and the Prime Minister of the Likud must follow the directives of the Central Committee... Between the words and 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 the actions, there's a lot left in the middle. So I'm not so sure. I am not so sure at all that um, this is going to obligate Prime Minister Netanyahu. I think he's being very careful. And he walks a fine line. Um, but the Knesset last week, in line with this, not related, but still in line with this, the Knesset passed... Some sort of a law. And all these things have to be very, very clearly understood. And we're going to look into them and try and get back to you on what these mean. But the law that they passed says, well, in order to understand this, you have to understand that the relationship between the laws passed by the Knesset and the people, the Jews, the Jews living in Yehuda and Shemron. Now, Yehuda and Shamron, people who are living, let's say, in Ephrat, in Maladumim, in Shachar, any of these places outside of Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim is officially part of Israel. But outside of Yerushalayim, in Yehudan Shamron, even the government of Israel recognizes that this is not part of quote unquote Israel proper. That it is under um, different rule, military rule, if you will. And uh, all of this has basis in international law. The reason Israel behaves this way is because certain rulings of international law that they've accepted though there there might be others who differ about what international law says but as of now this is the way Israel uh, behaves and acts so Yehudan Shamron is not officially part of Israel so the question is this if there's a law passed in Israel that is does it affect does it apply? To the residents of Yehuda and Shomron Judea and Samaria. Now, I know some of the listeners out there, Saul and others, who live in uh, in these areas, in these towns and cities, will probably help me understand this better. Here's what I understand. and this comes from a uh, interview that the Minister of Justice Ayala Shaked gave this morning. There are four types of laws when it comes to uh, this issue. There are types of laws that have no geographical effect whatsoever. There's no geographical consequence, meaning whether the police conduct their internal investigations in way A or B has nothing to do with the people in Yehudan and The funding of of primaries of the uh, Israeli political parties, uh, how judges are appointed, all these things don't have any bearing on... Yehudan Shemron residents, specifically, meaning there's no geographical component to it, so that's not an issue. Then there are laws that um, are in effect in Yehudan Shemron. For example, income tax laws, laws regarding military service, and call them personal laws. I don't know, and I didn't understand why those laws. Automatically enter into effect in Yehudan Shemuron these personal laws. Now, the third type that she explained was laws that are passed in Israel but don't automatically become valid in Yehudan Shemuron. The example that we gave earlier on JM and the A.M. was the uh, charging for plastic bags in a supermarket. For example, in Israel, they passed a law last year. That um, supermarkets charge for plastic bags in order for people to get used to bringing their own bags and and making less garbage and and environmental issues. So it turns out that Rami Levy, that has a uh, branch in in Gush Etzion, which is in Yehuda, doesn't have to abide by that law. How do those laws end up getting imp- imp- implemented in Yehudan Shemron? So being that it's under a military rule the rule of the military the israel sahal actually is the one who is ruling over this areas is responsible for them it's called sav Aluf, a, a general or the person in charge of the udan shamron has to enact a ruling that makes this law that applies in Israel apply to the um, residents of Yehudan shamron but that often doesn't happen because there are a lot of laws, and there are very few people in that office, in that military office, that are able to keep up with the uh, huge number of laws that come out that affect these uh, these people, and so that just doesn't happen. They're busy with other stuff. And then there are laws that when the Knesset passes them, they specifically... Pass them in a way that they be, that they are also being implemented in Yehudan Shimon. It's, it's it's sort of like written into the law. So the law that it seems the Knesset passed last week, which was the doing of the Bayit HaYehudi, Yeladzaked, Naftali Bennett, is that the Knesset will not entertain passing any laws of the kind that need to be acted upon in a different way in order to um, bring them into being uh, bring them into uh, power in Yehudanchimron the Knesset will not entertain any law passing any law that doesn't have built into it already a system whether it is preparation already of the tzavaluf or whatever provisions need to be written into the law that they should take effect on those who live in Yehudanchimron so there is seemingly, very slowly, very quietly, a change, a change in the attitude towards those people who live in the Yeshuvim, in Yehudan Shamron. And I think it's only fair to them, if the government has a policy of putting them there, that the government make the laws of the land applicable there as well, but also, obviously, there are political ramifications and geopolitical ramifications as well, and some say that this has a lot to do with the fact that President Trump is considered and seen as an ally on this issue, that he is already fed up with the Palestinian Authority and their leadership, and Israel maybe sees this as an opportunity and taking baby steps are moving in that direction. Ariel Harowitz, Naomi Shemer's son. <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't like to be introduced that way, but I'm saying it just to help you understand who he is. Coming out with a new album, and uh, this is his song. He wrote lyrics and music. He has got it in his gene pool, let's say that. Ahava Tenu, debuting it here on The Israel Show. My name is Mayor and You are tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
4: عابت isfina سفينه ما فليگاه بليام بليل از روى كوكهوين وهي عبرت درب ما شلو يكرت بعצمخ وما شلو Met ma shelo i velit at the hajo machik baig, be goufe, anachnouchol meetmashelo y kalt beat me, beloyatatialatmi, we I am the Lord of the Arabs. I am the Lord of the Arabs. I am the Lord of the Arabs. I
0: its first release off of a new album that he's working on in the, the press release that comes with the song they say that uh, there are two types of songs that are going to be on this album one is uh, sort of general about Israel and life in Israel and the other is personal and this one was personal Wr- written to his wife about how he misses her when he was away he was uh, it says here the song was written when he was on a working trip in Holland. He was in the city of Utrecht. Now, if you live in Brooklyn, you might be familiar with the um, street that is um, underneath the railroad tracks. It's called New Utrecht, or New Utrecht, as they say here. So he was in the old Utrecht when he wrote this song, um, this beautiful song of missing his wife anyway it's a new single Ahavateinu Ariel Horowitz and um, we haven't heard anything new from him within the last four years other than one of the songs that he wrote during the war Srim Ish which was in uh, memory of um, Sean Carmeli I believe is the name if I'm not mistaken so, um, as the uh, civil year begins, some statistics from Israel released by the Israel Democracy Institute, it's an annual statistical review of Haredi society in Israel, and they say that, I don't know how they categorize Haredim, whether if a person considers himself Haredi or not, I'm not really sure, but... They say that the number of Haredim in 2017 reached 1 million in Israel and that represents 12% of the population which is interesting. And that of course is because the Haredi population is it, it's growing the percentage relation because the Haredi population have more children than the non-Haredi world. The average of 6.9 children per woman in the Haredi world, 2.4 in the non Haredi world. That's what they say. What is interesting Hmm. the fertility rate in the Haredi community was in 2005 7.5 per woman. And now it's 6.9. So even within the Haredi community, the number of children is going down. That, I think, is a fascinating, really fascinating uh, statistic. I'm trying to see if they have statistics about um, employment in the workplace. Let's see. This is, I'm reading now from this report, so... um, Everything is uh, straight out of there. Haredi students continued to study for degrees in the field of education and to be medical assistants to a much higher extent than the general population. They studied for degrees in engineering to a much lower extent. And while the rate of employment of Haredi men only recently went above the 50% mark reaching a high of 54% at the end of 2015. It subsequently decreased to 51% at the end of the second quarter of 2017 according to the Finance Ministry, which is interesting because one from the general media gets somehow the feeling that it's not so. That is weird. One gets the feeling that more Haredim are participating in the um, workforce. I, I, I can't explain that, but I'm sure there is uh, some explanation for it, or it's just one of those statistics that isn't true. <laughs> that happens as well. All right. Let's see what else we got here. Um, I'm, I'm working on this. I wanted to do some of it this week, but then they discovered that the 1700 year old um, clay insignia of Sarhair. The biblical governor, if you will, or mayor of Jerusalem, so that took up some time working on um, some writings of Zev Jabotinsky. We ta- said that he is the um, the spiritual m- leader, so to speak, of the Likud party, or was at some point. Some will s- some would disagree with that. And uh, one of the songs that is uh, very, very famous and connected with his name, it, it, its original name is Smol Hayarden, the Left of the Jordan. <clears throat> it's it's probably better.
2: <clears throat> excuse
0: me. It's probably better known as Ste Gadot Hayarden. The Jordan has two banks: the West Bank and the East Bank. And that um, both of those banks of the Jordan belong to the Jewish people based on the original British mandate for Palestine. It's hard for us to even imagine <clears throat> that we were talking about Shtegadot Arden at some point. I came across Shlomo um, Artsy uh, singing that song. The melody was not by Jabotinsky, but it's a very well-known melody. <clears throat> that was shocking to me that Shlomo Artsy um, had an early album in which he sang some of these classic right-wing songs. <clears throat> and so we're going to close off with that, and in the future weeks we'll discuss it, we'll discuss the words. But the refrain is, The Jordan has two banks, two sides of the Jordan, Zushelanu, Zugamken. This is ours, and so is the other. We're going to close out with that. Not before we say thank you to uh, all our listeners, to all of you. Thank you for listening. Thank thank you for all your Facebook likes and comments, and thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network, and my very special thanks, as always, to Nachum Siegel. Coming up on the Nahum Siegel Network, Yoni Pollack with After Further Review, covering the latest in the world of sports and then the great Monday Music Marathon. Stay tuned all day. Until next Monday immediately following J.M. and this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. They're just running in a different race.
3: (imitation) He hayarden the Yerden, the Yerden, ve Kaddosh To hayarden earth, the fire and the fire He is the Yerden, the I marci with a man of love and a man of my head until the bottom He is the middle of the ZO SHELANU ZO GAM KEN SHTTII GADOT ZO SHELANU ZO GAM KEN SHAMYR VOLO MESHFAH VA OSHER BIN ARAV BIN ACERET UVENIN KIDIGLID TOHAR VA YOSHER YETAHER SHTTI GADOT YARDENIN Kidigly Degel to Harva Joser, yeah her, stegot jardeni, stei do la jarden, so shalanu zogamken, ste ya do jarden, sellanu zogamkien, stejadala hitasti moledet. شتي يا دايناي ماغن وبغن اختشخ يمينيه ابو جدت يمشخ اتسمول هااردن اختشخ يمينيه Stayed at so shall I know so damn